Blog Talk Radio. Friday, today, March 25th, 2016, and we're live on your radio airwaves with Fantastic Fridays with Jazzy Sterling Powell and Sunny on loudmouthradio.com. If you're listening to this live broadcast, we would invite you to call into our studio lines. As always, we're always open to talk to anyone that may want to speak with us at 347-826-7520, and... If you're online and would like to chat with us, we're going to open up our chat window and allow you to talk with us while we're on the air. If you're on your social media handles, make sure to connect with us at at, uh, Facebook at Loudmouth Radio Network, as well as Twitter and on Instagram, and you can connect with us on Google+. You just look us up, Loudmouth, L-O-U-D-D-M-O-U-T-H. And today is no other than another fantastic Friday. We've had an opportunity to have a little break in between from last week. And we're back live today. So we're excited about being on air. Yesterday we had a fantastic little impromptu show with good information. Uh, Jazzy has some special guests on, allowing us to hear more about some great initiatives that's going on in the community. So today we're going to pick back up and just – let the ball and the dice roll where they may. Good morning, Sterling. How are you today? Good morning, ladies. It's Fantastic Friday. How Good are y'all? Good morning to you. Good, darling. How are you? All right. Did you have a nice little break? And is everything good? Absolutely, absolutely. And can I wish we you are- two happy? An- oh, can I wish you two happy anniversary? Yes, thank you. Thank you. I was just about to say we celebrated our two-year wedding anniversary this past, this this week, this month. We actually kind of stretched it out. Um, it's amazing. <laughs> thank you, Sterling. Thank you. Jazzy is, uh, is uh, off and about right at the moment. So, um, well, you, you know, and a year I, ago you and today, I can take care. Yeah, you and I can take care of it because there's so much, there's so much to cover going out along in the world that we can, um I'm sure till she can. Is she going to catch up with us today, or is she not going to be on yes. with us at all? Yes, she will. Oh, okay. All right. Do you Good. have any um, current? Do you have any stuff you want to bring up from Atlanta, or do you want me to just start right in? 
<laughs> well, I was going to I was going to kind of spin off of uh, the space of you know talking about we're coming up to our two year anniversary now, um, and kind of what that means from the forefront of you know the mixture of things that's happening right now with marriage equality and um, you know some discriminatory uh, activities that could threaten a lot of things. So it kind of all ties in, Sterling. I guess with um, just a lot of the political fronts, a lot of the things that we haven't discussed from week to week. But a year ago, um, Jazz and I, we were in St. Petersburg celebrating and, and, and doing a little bit of a renewal for our anniversary. And the year before that, we made our way to D.C., which was um, uh, an opportunity for us to ignite our marriage equality campaign, which was called, we, we named it May Day. And it doesn't even seem so, and I tell you, time is moving so fast, it doesn't even seem like it's been the time that it has. But, you know, uh, over the last couple of years, we've seen um, different states start falling in the suit about allowing marriage equality to come forward in the states. And so now as we're going into this new political season of a new president, um, we have now seen different bills that have been introduced in legislation that's now threatening um, to where different states are basically um, opposing their rights as far as the religious bill. It's, it's been, it's been disguised as a religious bill, you know, on the front end. But there's been a lot of backlash um, coming from a lot of the corporate, uh, corporations around the world that come into these different cities and states to do business. So I just thought that it would be good to kind of, you know, roll into that and how this well, is a I great mean, time for us. Yeah, it's a great time for us, but it also represents the fact of exactly why Jazz and I decided to take one of our wedding pictures that we did in D.C. and utilize it as a forefront picture to ignite marriage equality. Well, and, and you know, it's so it's so interesting that we. I think the the community knew that we would have a lot of backlash as things went ahead and forward for us, that there was, there's always a, like a yin and yang to it. But um, exactly. I think that one of the big, one of the big things that we have to do as a community is stay strong and ask our friends to stand with us. I mean, as you know, uh, Georgia has their new, you know, law and a sense, the anti LGBT law that they're trying to get through. It's almost, from what I know, it's before the governor, isn't it? And now the right. same thing is going on with North Carolina doing an anti LGBT law. And I think that just like a lot of the businesses are saying, we have to boycott bringing films, bringing, you know, corporate sponsorships, right. uh, uh, Super Bowl, mm-hmm. uh, the money. The only way exactly. people seem to respond, you know that, Sonny, is by taking the dollar out of the state. And um, we saw that in Georgia when uh, Chick-fil-A uh, was uh, so anti-LGBT, and then they changed right. their stance. So it has to exactly. be, we, we have to stand, and our friends and allies have to stand with us and make sure that uh, Georgia hears it, uh, North Carolina, and any of these other states and the candidates 
the candidates that are out there that are saying that they'll repeal the marriage um, act uh, that uh, uh, that the Supreme Court and the president has supported, we have to, you know, let them know that we just will not stand for it as a community and our friends have to support us in that with their, with their exactly. dollars, with their dollars and, exactly. their, and their votes. So Absolutely. I think that, uh, you know, I, I think that you're, you're so right. I mean, and that's right at the top of everything going on. And I think, you know, where we're talking, I want to talk about the election, is it's so interesting to me as they attack our community. I think it's so funny uh, or ironic, whatever you want to say, is that, you know, the National Inquiry and, you know, is now on, on this bandwagon for Ted Cruz and Donald Trump uh, with the wife, the wife gate. And now that it's going to look like Ted Cruz is, uh, has had multiple affairs, but they talk about our, our lives. You know, and and at the same time, I think they need to, you know, before they start pointing fingers, they need to look at their in their own closet, so to say. That's right, exactly. And it's one of those things where until it, it really sometimes is sad, but until it really hits home, people do not pay attention. They don't have the emotional connection. Um. So until those things happen, you don't feel the threat. Of, of what's happening on the political forefront. So you're absolutely right. Well, um, you know, and, and Disney and Marvel, you know, um, oh, Disney and Marvel, they actually um, had a uh, a nice little uh, article um, that was mentioned in regards to their final shots at Georgia's culture um, to Hollywood, and I, I want to say this is coming out of the Washington Post. Um, they actually are, you know, basically saying, look, um, they're giving the governor a warning not to sign the Religious Liberty Bill into law that, you know, the actors, the writers, the producers, directors, the movie studios, and all the entertainment companies have weighed in on this debate. And they're looking like, uh, you know, they, they, they basically submitted a warning to our governor, which is Nathan Deal, that well, they can take their business elsewhere um, and that they will, Disney and Marvel are inclusive companies. Although we've had great experiences filming in Georgia, we will plan to take our business elsewhere should any legislation allow discriminatory practice be signed into law. And that's coming directly from the Disney company. Well, and, and you know, I mean, the, the Georgia has become a, a huge center for film. I mean, you know, and That's right. uh, I, 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 if Tyler Perry decides to pull out of Atlanta, it, it would be a huge loss. I mean, and I'm, I'm at any moment, I'm expecting that. I really am. I mean, I w- it wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, because... and what's so sad is he's got the existing studio and he's also uh, bought right to the former um, military base, which is Fort McPherson, which is a huge, this is where the new studio grounds is supposed to break for Tyler Perry Studios. So you're right. It would be huge. It would, it would put a huge dent into the economic system that has started to really build up in Atlanta. And for the state well, of Georgia I've overall. Heard, I mean, I don't know if you're talking with the equality people there in Georgia, Sonny, but I've heard from my contacts that they are lobbying 
uh, him heavily to make a public statement. So um, this is what I'm saying. It won't surprise me that if we hear that and since his production company and the money that he is bringing into the economy uh, would change the whole, would, would I think would make a big difference. And the hip hop, you know, and the music industry's got to stand up. I mean, it really has exactly. to be the allies of the community because um, it, it goes back to like we, you know, you and I and Jazzy have said this week after week. It goes back to the money, and um, that that's what that's what kind of makes the whole thing goes uh, go round. I mean, that that's how they attack each other in the campaign is, you know, the this one has a, a, the billionaire backing them. One is a billionaire. You know, one isn't taking money. One is taking money from this part. It all comes back to that almighty dollar. And the only way we're going to keep these laws from going back into a place and setting us backwards is to uh, to fight back with our the pink what would have what has been called the pink and lavender dollar, and and that's Absolutely. it you know and we have a huge we have a huge buying uh, power and that's the only way we're going to be able to do it, and um, and that I urge my friends to write their congressmen their senators. Get a hold of the campaign. Don't donate. Don't show up at the businesses. Let them know you won't. Write letters, text. It's so easy today to do a Twitter, to do a, a you know, to send an email that uh, make a quick phone call. It's not the way it used to have to be. That that these people get this constantly, and they and they and they you know social media runs our world today, and it is what has changed the the election process. Our whole our whole culture is different because of the way we are affected by social media. Absolutely. You're right. I mean, and the, it's way, no longer the way mass, you and I it's, hard, it's harder. It's harder now to try to you know disguise things. It's just it just is. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it, it's going to be interesting to see you know how um, Ted Cruz handles this scandal with the National Enquirer because as much as you know, it's kind of laughed about because it's a grocery store tabloid. I mean, people. You know, that take the tabloid to court, it just seems to sometimes kind of mushroom out, makes the scandal worse because, you know, the National Enquirer will dig deeper. And sometimes, you know, it's that, that old saying where there's smoke, there's normally fire. So I, it will be real interesting to see how Ted Cruz handles this because we already know that his wife had a depression problem. We know that his daughter doesn't real and, you know, has a problem with him because of, right. of this. Um, so it will be really interesting to see. And, and that makes me – you know, it, isn't there another governor now up for scandal too, in another state or another Republican? And then they attack our community. Like there's something a matter with the fact that you and I want to love who we want to love, but they can. Absolutely. They it's, it's such a double standard. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it is. that's what has always shocked me is that 
you and I can, you know, you know, you you guys just celebrated your wonderful relationship and the love that you and Jazzy have, but then at the same time you're being attacked and your and your right to be married is being threatened uh, because these people want to have a double standard. And I just, exactly. you know, it, we have to stand up and just as, as you know, the funny thing is, God forbid that I have to use that sainted group, Nancy and, and uh, Ronald Reagan, because I don't believe that they're sainted at all, is that just say no. And just say no exactly. to these people trying to take away our rights. Exactly. Um, and it's so. one of those things that it's like if you don't, it's challenging to be a part of a community that ultimately does not want you there. You know, well, um, it, you know, and it's so can I move into something else? Because I think that when we're talking about communities, Sonny, another mm-hmm. thing that has come out this week, I don't know if you saw where John Ehrlichman brought the former Nixon aide brought out the fact that the whole drug on war that Nixon started was basically to to um, attack the African-American community in the in the hippie community, the the liberals of the hippie community. I mean, he's basically said that the whole drug on war that they couldn't lock they couldn't lock up blacks, they couldn't lock up the hippies. So they they created this whole drug this war on drugs. And it you know when when the when the establishment wants to go after a community, and and that's what led me into this conversation when like you said we're in a community that is still under attack so many people yeah. in our community think just because the supreme court gave us the right to marriage everything's done and la da 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 let's go exactly let's waive our let, for the discrimination yeah still still room for discrimination in your workplace um you know a religious building can basically say you know what i don't want you in here uh, stores can, you know, it started happening in Indiana last year. Remember, Indiana was one of the first states to ignite that bill. You know, it's taken years and years. I mean, you know, these rights around the world, I mean, like our neighbor in Canada is working on, I think, 12, 13 years, and there's still discrimination. This is not going to go away. And you know, um, Sonny, as an African-American woman, I mean, you're hundreds of years away from the Civil War, and it's still, you know, it's not a, the, the wound is not healed generations and generations. And, and like I said, this thing where, you know, John Ehrlichman says that, the, you know, the black community was basically targeted. You know, it was targeted exactly. by, the, by the government because they knew they could lock them up. So they went after him with drugs and seduced the community exactly. with the, with drug abuse and drug I mean drug addiction and this and and you know um, and one, and we all know how powerful the pharmaceuticals are in this nation. Exactly. So exactly. I mean, I, it's, it's a huge I, I, money I, making. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a, a huge it's money a making circle. Thing, yeah. It's just a bit, you know, it's just a huge circle. And who do you think are paying for the campaigns? 
back to you know back exactly. to the almighty dollar. <laughs> it's back to that almighty dollar that we were you know that we You're started absolutely with. Right. You're absolutely you know, right. So, and and it it just amazes me that you know people want to sit back you know I I'm I love to watch TV and I love to you know watch my reality shows and I love Nashville you know I'm so happy that it's back on the air and I'm and, and you know Jazzy and oh, I yes. both are we, uh-huh. Jazzy and I both are mourning the loss of Downton Abbey but um, yeah. <laughs> but wake up, you know. But we have to wake up and re and realize this is not a reality show. Donald Trump right. running for president is not is a real. reality show. This is That's the real right. deal. And if people would go out and get online, okay, Jeff Bezos bought the Washington Post. And recently Donald Trump met with the Washington Post. And if you read his response to those serious journalists, it is, it is ridiculous that this man thinks that he can be president. His responses to those serious questions, ludicrous. And this is really where is. I'm saying people right. are it's not paying attention. How relaxed people are really looking at this thing. You know, people don't have a clue what's really happening in the midst of things. Oh, it, it reminds me, here I get, I, I'm on another tirade, girl, you know, I got to preach, is that don't forget <laughs> This happened before, you know, we talk about, let's, when we're talking about Reagan, for God's sake, you know, everybody wanted to attack last week that Obama was in Cuba and they had photographs of him with Shay Rivera behind him and that, oh my God, as soon as the Brussels bombing, he didn't rush back here and do something. I don't know what the hell right. they thought he was going to do, what but Ronald Reagan would be off Ronald Reagan would be off on his ranch. And then all of a sudden, America started its obsession with OJ during the Ira Contra. Don't you realize? This is what I mean. America mm-hmm. does not realize how we are so manipulated by the, the press. The, I mean, and here right. it is again. Oh, OJ, the hell back on TV. What the hell are we revisiting oh. that for? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I'm crazy. It just shows me, and you can see that it has me riled up. Why are we visiting OJ? Let those poor people that lost their loved ones mourn. That's just like rubbing salt. The man is locked up. Yeah, rubbing salt in the wound. I agree. In this election. Do we need food so much that we have to turn our eyes away from this election like we like we were manipulated to turn our eyes away from the Iraq the Iran, uh, Iran contra controversy during Reagan and Reagan was a horrible president wake up America he never mentioned know, the AIDS crisis and it's like they try to act like he was such the best uh, no. Oh my God! He couldn't even. I I met Nancy Reagan. She ran the damn country country with her psyche. I was about her to say Griffin. she was she was the one in the in the behind the scenes making everything go. <laughs> Oh and, 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 they and her, her gay. They try to give him grief. They try to give Obama grief for not being president. At her, 
memorial service. And and she ran the country with her gay with her gay um BFF um Merv Griffin. Oh, I mean, wow. for God's sakes, it was her psychic and Merv Griffin that ran the country. I mean, wait, you know, people don't realize it was a, a big old queen that wore big old taskans. I know, I was there. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know that's not going to uh, not going to be discussed on the forefront. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was there. I was there. Having too much fun. We're having fun because we're talking about Murray Griffin wearing caskins with Nancy Reagan and running the damn country. Uh-oh, Sterling, we're, we're having some real bad breakup <laughs> with you, honey. Oh, my goodness. Sterling, can you hear me? Am I back? Am I yeah, back? Yeah, much better. See, better. look, I mean, look, 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 it's the Republicans trying to cut me off. <laughs> I can believe it. Hello, everybody. It's Jazzy. Hi, Jazzy. Hi, darling. So oh, glad you could join goodness. us. So glad. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sherlock. I have been rearranging the entire studio so I I was out of breath, and if I would have come on prior to, it would have really sounded like I was seventeen hundred pounds. So we didn't want to do that. No, because that would be a whole other show. Then it would oh, be baby. then it would be yeah. like like it would be like helping Jazzy lose her weight. We have to start a yes. whole new show. Oh my God! And it's like me anyway. We need to do that I, anyway. It's so ridiculous. But well, I we're gonna have to do that me. with me and hoarding too. I gotta do. We're gonna have to get people to help me on Sterling and his hoarding. Oh, I gotta oh get. I gotta de. I gotta de hoard, girls. I do. I do. I Listen, gotta do. we all do. I think it's, it's one all of those about. Is everybody look back? It it is. It's that time of life, you know, when you can release things and make your life better and clearer. Then you're able to know where you're going. That's my inspiration vitamin for today. However, on the notes that you guys were speaking on, I wanted to talk about like a million different things. So I wanted to kind of chime in on uh, President Obama and Michelle Obama being in Cuba. I'm excited like you would not believe that the liaison that we are now revisiting as two countries coming together has finally been opened. And mine is for, well, somewhat selfish reasons, because many of you know that I salsa dance. I taught salsa for a very long time, but I remember when I first started dancing, I had the privilege of dancing with a Cuban young man who was Cuban-American and told stories of how his family was under oppression and, you know, how his family, he actually was one of, he and his family were one of the boats families that were, you know, escaping all of the horrific things that were happening in the, during the dictatorship of Castro, of Perth Castro. And so he came over and, but the dance, oh my God, incredible. And I mean, it was just fascinating and it was fun and he made me want to many, many years ago go to Cuba when we didn't have the opportunity. And so now here's our beautiful president and our beautiful president's wife and First Lady Michelle Obama over in Cuba, and they're dancing. What? Tango. I almost lost my mind. <laughs> I have watched the video 
I've watched the video over and over and over, smiled, teared up, cried, because to see, first of all, President Obama cannot dance. Poor baby. I know. Well, so, now I felt baby. that. And that woman was so hot and beautiful and, and doing that tango. She was fabulous. And, she, and he was but trying. You know but you got, he he was trying, baby. He was trying. I was so proud of his try because, you know, he has no rhythm. And he, he stepped off a few times. But he did such a good job faking it because we all really know the truth. But it was just so beautiful. And then to see Michelle over in the little corner, they kind of put the spotlight on President Obama. But Michelle Obama was over in the corner um, in the back, and she was doing her little tango, and she had absolutely no no movements as well. So they are such a beautiful, perfect match. It's hilarious. And we're so, and we're so lucky that they ended up with those two beautiful daughters with no they rhythm. Is, uh, girl. Let me tell you, <laughs> you're hilarious. But I, I'm just so proud. To see the fun, the ease, and you know the class and the and the grace that they both represent the United States to me so well, and you know people can exactly. have their own opinion. You could totally dislike them. You could believe they didn't do whatever they need to do. But on one of the topics that you, well, a couple of the top topics you were talking about prior <laughs> to me coming on was that he did not show up in Brussels um, when the attack happened. First and foremost, he addressed the Brussels incident while he was doing his presidential duty for the United States in Cuba because he was the initiator of making sure that we had Cuban relations. So for our American president to run to a terrorist act in Brussels while he is on his duty as the United States president to continue the relationship and build the, the liaison for business as well as political alliance in Cuba would have made absolutely no sense at all. Well, and, yeah, and Jazzy, you know, you and I both know. Did I mean? Did you guys see the responses that the the uh, Republican, uh, both Ted Cruz and uh, Donald Trump gave? I mean, I don't know what they wanted. Uh, I don't. For one thing, I don't think Obama could do anything that's going to make them happy. Okay, first no, and foremost, I don't think never. there's anything that he can do. They're going to attack him. They're going to attack Everything. Hillary. They're going to attack Bernie Sanders because that's what the Republicans have to do at this stage of the game because they're so, remember, I've already gone into this. They're so damn worried as little white, white males that they're losing power that they're, all they can do is scratch out at us, okay? All exactly. they can do is scratch out. But I don't know what Obama could have done. He did, he at least spoke about with compassion to the people yes. in Brussels. We're not one of the other two. They both lashed out. Donald Trump attacked right. the city, and he didn't even know where the he, – he only attacked Brussels like it was a whole nation. I mean, you know, this we, our hearts needed to go out to these people first and foremost. I'm sure that Obama was in touch with the military commanders and had already put everything on high alert when Donald Trump's already saying he wants us out of NATO. 
you know, and, yeah. and Cruz, mm-hmm. God only knows what Cruz is going to do it would do as a military commander. God, don't, I mean, that's exactly who we would have to ask. God, God only knows because God's who mm-hmm. he talks to. Mm-hmm. I think he's got a phone line to him. I think he said like a bat line. We'd have to ask, you know, Ben Affleck and Harry, they, since they're doing the new Superman and Batman movie, maybe Ted's involved in that. Who the hell knows? <laughs> but, uh, but oh you know, God. I mean, this is what I wanted. You know, we needed to reach oh, wow. out to those people first with okay. compassion. Compassion. Yes. Because yes. it was a tragedy. And we were in yes. the middle of it. What was he supposed to do? Stop, not go to the baseball of game, course. stop the whole of thing, course. get on the plane, run the hell out of Cuba to do what? To do okay, what? so if he... If he would have done that, then it would have been, I can't believe he left Cuba after building this relationship for so exactly. long. Exactly. It would have been no winning. It would have been no winning. Yeah, it's no yeah, winning. For losing. But I'm very, I'm very proud of many things. And I've said this before. That I, could, I could dog him out for many things that I dislike that he does, but guess what? I can dog out every single president, and I can also point out every single thing positive. Well, with the exception of George Bush, I absolutely have nothing positive. Well, I take it back. I take it back. Let me tell you the one positive thing. That That he left office. That he got out of office. That's what's positive. No, no. While he's in office, the, the absolute most incredible thing that George Bush did was do the matrix and dart those shoes that were thrown at him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. George Bush leaned to the left, leaned to the right, and darted those shoes. It was so smooth. It was almost like it was planned. I just loved it. That was my favorite absolute (laughs) thing that he did well in office. So, you know, like I said, I have something positive to say about each president. I have some things, of course, that are negative, but nevertheless, the Republican Well, I say, I say one positive thing about them all, about all of them, is the fact that these people take this kind of abuse from from yeah. everything to be in public office. I will, give that, I will give that to all of them, okay? Yeah. Even if they're involved in it, I will still, to be, I mean, I can tell you, because we talked about that week, that even myself and you and I, as as the little bit of public exposure that we have, that we get attacked, is that I know how it is to have that, and you just have to ignore it, but these people get it from around the world from Thank basically you. billions of people and millions and millions of not only uh, derogatory, but just absolutely mean, hateful uh, attacks against their wives, against their daughters, against themselves, against their parents, every which way you can turn their attack. And that's all of them. I mean, I give that all the way back through history, people have attacked. I mean, you know, this is that's part of public life. It is part yeah, of terrible. public life. You it's know, and terrible. and people mm-hmm. forget. 
I think that this is back to what we, you know, Sonny and I were talking about earlier. People forget that this is, we are real people and they are real people. And this mm-hmm. is real life. That even though it's called a reality show and it's on TV, this is real. There is a certain element that these people are real. It's not the cartoon channel. I don't if they want to watch cartoons, turn to the I cartoon channel. I'm telling you, when I, I mean, look they, at they, Donald Trump, well, you, honey, I see cartoons, I see the buffoonery. <laughs> I'm telling well, you. Well, I mean, I, I still say they say that Pam, they say that Pam Bondi, uh, our Attorney General, which I don't even really want to get into her. And I don't know who would want to get into her. That's a whole other story. But anyway. Oh, um, God. But I'm just saying, they say that she could be possibly Donald Trump's running mate. I'm like, I said, well, I thought it was going to be Kim Kardashian. So I I thought we couldn't get any. Well, honey, you know, America doesn't care. They might as well pick another reality star. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can still see that, though. I can really see that. You know, and the thing is that they'll attack Ted Cruz. And I I will say that. We'll watch in the coming weeks as, you know, this attack on Ted Cruz and the scandal. You know what's funny? Mm -hmm. And you and I know this. We know this. I don't even think if this kind of scandal came out on Trump that anybody would care. His followers would still support him. Of course. They don't care. They, are they don't care hard. what this man they don't care what this man does. But look at look at Kim, wow. the um the K, the K girl in Kentucky. Um look at Oh, I know. Yeah. But yeah. but that just goes to show you it does not matter what anybody does when they have supporters. That's anybody. If you have diehard supporters, they are going to Well, I mean, that would, just you. like we said, I mean, I it's know that I have, I have been in support, but I try to research. I think, you know, you've said that, uh, Jazzy, that you can tell that I back up mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. can find out what I talk about if these people, you know, what's that truth meter that they have on going right. on these people. I do try, like I said, if people want to go and read what I mentioned in the Washington Post, the whole transcript of Donald Trump's recent interview with those journalists is mm-hmm. online. It was insane. And, it's and not, it it's is insane. insane. It is yeah, an insane interview. Yeah, it's I insane. mean, because he doesn't, and again, it's like him. CNN is like, you know what, well, we're so done. <laughs> So if this man, if this man is our president, I, I just, I will be, I mean, I, it's just like, I, you know, it's like, girl, I, I, I just work. don't even know. The trajectory is like, it's like, it's like being in L.A. and you know that there's an earthquake simmering. Like, you just know it. You know that everything is yeah, about to come unbalanced. And, and, and it's the reality well, of it. It's just. And you, you pray and I do. I mean, I basically pray nightly that the Democrats in this country are not thinking that they can do this as usual, that they cannot. Donald Trump 
And this whole thing where he says it's a movement, which I wish he would take a laxative and get the movement done, but that's a whole other story and just take the shit and get it out of them. Because, I mean, God forbid that this movement goes anywhere other than down the toilet. But the the Democrats better wake up and realize they cannot fight this man with the same old tactics. They no. better give. Right, right, they right, better right. give these people an alternative because that there is anger in that. Listen to me, and I'm I'm yeah. on the re, I'm on the Democratic side. I'm angry that they're not waking up to the fact of what's going on. I mean, they've That's got right. to give people an alternative. We need yes, an alternative to what Donald Trump and these people are spouting out as hatred. And it's ridiculous that people don't see that. I mean, what he has exposed with his campaign is the underlying hatred that this country still has and the wounds that we still have across all the way back to what I said. What John Ayer, why do you think John Ehrlichman just brought up the war, the war on drugs? This is, right. this is what mm. is happening. I mean, it's you know the African... The African community is not is not just being attacked today. This goes back for you know, is it like I said, this is not new. The gay community it's not new. The women's act, you know, is not new. We have as minorities been under attack for years. I mean when uh, I'm gonna look up how I let somebody else talk, how long ago women got the right to vote. And women still don't have equal power. Hey, it's ridiculous. I'm going to look that, you know, go ahead, Jazzy, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's, it's the truth, though. It's, it's real facts, and it's, it's, it's kind of scary that we're, it just feels like we're going on a bicycle that is a stationary bike. And, you know, it's, it's at a time and age where you think that a lot of these issues that we've dealt with have been dealt with. And it's the sad part of, like, moments like this makes you realize that we really haven't. Like, we've just kind of either allowed certain things to go, and then when it has become uncomfortable, we start pulling the reins back, you know. And I'm going to be honest with you, a lot of the, a lot of the foolery escalated uh, when President Obama uh, went into office. Well, we had such hope. So many people, you know, again, I mean, the thing is, and this is what I said, that the Democratic Party has got to give people some hope. And I mean, and, yes. get, and Hillary, if Hillary wants to be president or Bernie really wants to be president, then they better get their game up. Because their game is not you. up, and the way it looks today is we're headed to having Donald Trump as our president because he is answering these people's uh, fears and, 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 and doing it in a way that he has learned off of television and feeding them propaganda. The American journalistic community is basically, he says that, oh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm self-funding my campaign. He's self-funding his campaign because every one of the networks gives him millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of free time. If right. I had well, all that free time. Right. 
They give great I, yes. If the you and I had that if you and I had that free time on T V, move over to Kardashians. Yes. Jazzy yes. would Jazzy would be walking around I'm in her fur coat at Cannon and Wes's I believe it. Please please, please. On, so on that note, let me switch <laughs> really quickly. And I'm gonna come back, but you know, if you mention if you mention fashion, one must just step right in. So you remember when I had the urge to get up and do the show in my fur coat and pearls? Mm-hmm. So I'm scrolling down yesterday, and I see a lady in this gown and you know jewels and her bedazzled look. And she said, this is how I go to work at the IRS. Honey, it was gold. It was flashy. It was big. I almost hit the floor when I saw it because I'm like, yeah, this is how you should do. You should get up and put on a gown and just go to work. I remember when my daughter was younger, uh, I love old movies. I love, love, love old movies. I love the fashion. I love the care. I love the confidence. And the way people just flowed in their gowns and jewels, you know, just to wash dishes was just fabulous. So we're watching this old movie, and I look at my daughter, and she looks at me and says, Mommy, I said, shall we? And it's like we knew at that moment we should go get our gowns on and dress up, do our hair, and go to McDonald's. I mean, it was just, like, incredible. And so we did. And, you know, and then we left McDonald's and and we went to Walmart and, you know, everybody was looking at us like we were crazy. Like, oh, my God, you look so beautiful. Where are you going? And we were like, we're going to Walmart. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You know. Well, and I think this is what, I mean, if you remember, what does the Constitution give us? The right to pursue happiness. Whatever makes you happy, as long as it is not breaking the law, you are supposed to be able to pursue happiness. And if that is basically wearing a fur coat, wearing glitter, you know, I mean, Pat Robinson the other day said that we needed, that gay people needed to wear clothing to identify himself. I wanted to say, hello, we we dance around in rainbow flags all the time. Girl, How we've been dancing around. How much more do you want? You know, I mean, RuPaul wears pink on TV yeah. and all his girls, you know. And a I mean, wake up. Wig. And how old is that man anyway? <laughs> Can we talk about that, Pat Robinson? I mean, did they prop him up with rods or something on that 700 Club? How old you is know, that man? I don't know. Him and Moses. Oh, him and Moses must have been together in the plains of Islam, coming across. He must have parted the seas with Moses. I can't he sure you. Let her call a cup in, Stella. hilarious. Call her what? <laughs> Tell us your name and where you're from. Hi, it's Linda. Hi, girls. Hi, Hi, Linda. Hi, Linda. Hi, everybody. Good morning. I was listening to uh, the whole conversation, and I wanted to ask, I think it was Jazzy that was saying you put on your gowns and went to McDonald's. Yes, we had a black. We had <laughs> a black. That's a wow. So yeah, you know I was why? thinking. Go ahead. Go ahead, darling. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to ask you, 
because it's not my orientation to do that. I'm a more casual, you know, but yeah. what, I, I wonder just how does that make you feel? I mean, and, and did that come from how you were formed, your, your formation, your mom dressed up or your dad or where does that come from? And how do you feel about yourself when you do that? Oh, my God, I just love this question. Okay, so I'm coming from primarily a poor family. Um, okay. We didn't have a lot. We didn't have much. It was seven right. children. My father was an alcoholic. My mom worked just, you know, beginning hard. her days. Yeah. Hard, but she was the maid, actually, for a long time, and then she worked at a um, at plant, and she didn't finish the sixth grade. Now, why did I set that up? Because I want you to understand, from the era that I grew up in, and I'm 48, I'll be 49 um, in August. If anybody wants to buy me mugs or furs, let me know. Oh, wait, that's anyway. my birthday month, too. That's my birthday month. <laughs> well, we'll oh have to have God. a good celebration yes, that month. Okay, we'll go have ahead. to have a great celebration. So... Uh, but I'm coming up in the era, Linda, as you said on a couple of shows ago, when you went to the bank, it was an occasion, okay? Right. You dressed. You did yes. not go out in public. Things that I wear now, to think about that in my former days, forget mm-hmm. about it. It just would never happen. Flip-flops to the bank, flip-flops to go out yep. to the grocery store, just absolutely no way. So... My grandmother, my mother, and my sister were all, well, my mom was able to sew. My grandmother and my sister were both master tailors um, and seamstress. So we were taught the length of the dress, you know, because it was dresses. We didn't wear pants. So the length of the dress, the gloves, you know, the little, what was that little thing? The muzzle, is it called when you put your hands in the little fur thing? I can't even remember the name of it, you oh. remember what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. I know what they uh-huh. are. They're furry uh-huh. things. A uh-huh. uh-huh. muff. A muff. A muff. You put your hands in it. And I mean, you walk with your bag and you had on your stockings and your patent leather shoes or whatever it was. Right. So we grew up with proper ways to dress according to the time. We set the t- every Sunday, honey. I had Saturday, forget about it. I got to wash clothes on the washboard or the spin washing machine, hang it up, and then steam press the linen tablecloth to sit at Sunday dinner and set the table with the fine china. So we mm-hmm. didn't have a lot, but we had proper etiquette, and we had things passed down from generation to generation. So when I was raising, especially my daughter and my sons, my, it, you know, the kids in the neighborhood used to say to my children when they got out, out of class, well, let's go play. The kids would come mm-hmm. in the house, take off their school clothes, put on their play clothes, and go outside and play. And the children in the neighborhood would say, why don't you ever change to your play clothes? And my children would say, these are our play clothes. Wow. wow. Exactly. Okay. That's a wow. And and mind you, it wasn't flash, it wasn't flashy, but I just held them into a higher esteem, not so much where I was, but that you should always take pride in how you look. You just you should just always take pride in how you look. And honey, if I had the designer sitting with me all the time, I grew up mm-hmm. making, you know, 
sketching out things, saying, well, put this here, no, take that collar here, and, and do so, you know, and I can sew a bit myself. So, oh, my God, if I had my way, girl, please, Kardashian, what? It would be a so jazzy line of clothes <laughs> today. <laughs> so, yeah, well, it made me feel great. Yeah, and a lot of, um, especially in my point of view, I'm a white person, but looking at it in the ethnic community, I always admired Sundays because the churchgoers would wear yeah. their hats and their fancy shoes, yeah. and and really hats, even hats. Have oh become God, like yeah. special, yeah. Yeah. And you hardly see them, but you see them on Sunday, and a lot of Baptists, a lot of uh-huh, you know ethnic uh-huh. neighborhoods where they're dressing up, and uh, it's just That's fabulous. Right. I mean, yeah, it's fabulous, and it's a long gone history. I think if we don't talk about it and keep it going, and I, th- I really wish, um, like um, Sterling was saying, we love and we we mourn Downton Abbey, but one of the things that I love about that show, even though I don't want to wear a corset and all, but the right. fashion, the care, the, yes. the intricate design and the beauty of how people dress. And if you go to London, um, you will still see so much of the culture of fashion. It's unbelievable. Yes. It's like America has lost its style. I Italy, I too. Italy, too. I, the same in yes. Europe. Yeah, all of Yes. Well, you, we see even in the the princess wears hats all the time formally mm-hmm. when she goes mm-hmm. out. Exactly. And, you know, it's a tradition. Um, well, it makes you feel good about yourself, I'm sure, when you, you do. dress like you that. You do. Yeah. And you have well, and I think that those... that's what we lost. I mean, this is yes. part of what we were talking, you know, earlier. It's basically what we're talking overall is this breakdown of culture and society. Mm-hmm. And I guess I our so. closing, our closing is a reflection of all of that. It is. And as, it we, is. as we see that, um, that we have watched it go just when uh, Coco Chanel back mm. in the 20s decided yeah. to do casual wear. I mean, it was casual wear for the masses, even though it was done at a ho- at the house of, you know, Chanel. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I guess that that is one of the first places that fashion got, you know, people didn't want to wear the corsets and it was so uh, restraining is that, yeah. but I don't think, I do not think that Coco meant for people to have uh, the Speedos on the beach in Clearwater. Thank you. Thank you. Or that Bam. she wanted them to be there. Or at the grocery store. Or I was just going to say, or at Walmart. Or I at just Walmart. do not think that I need to walk down Walmart's out oh and see a very and I and I God love my mother was a, was not a tiny woman, but my mother would have never worn spandex pants with a speedo pulled up the crack of her ass. I mean, there is just no way my mother would have went grocery shopping with her babies and had a Speedo up the crack of her ass. She wouldn't have. Never. Never. Ever. Never in her life. And think it was okay. And then at the same time, and her kids are running in 12 directions. Right. 
Right. You know what's you so know, funny to me when I see that, Sterling? I, you know, but I have four children, and God bless my third daughter or my third child passed away. So I raised three, and then I had nieces and nephews. So I always had at least four to nine. Some, one time I had 15 of my nieces and nephews with my children. And we all went out to Ryan. Um, it's a, it was an all-you-can-eat restaurant. I don't even think they're open anymore, but they're like Golden Corral. And so that was my way, especially when I had that many of us. You know, I needed to be reasonable. And so we would go out. And so pe- the first thing people would do is, first of all, disrespect me and say, are all those your children? And I wanted to say, well, first and second and 15th of all, it's not any of your concern if they're all my children. I am paying for them, and I work and have two businesses. So, you know, I got a little defensive, but anyway, um, I digress. So I would take the children out. We would have the conversation prior to going into the store. They were dressed well. They were mannerable. And I would say, what are the rules? Stay in a line. What is the second rule? Stay together. Don't talk too loud. Don't run. You know, they knew the rules. So when we went into the restaurant, we would sit down, and if it was a younger child, one of the older children uh, line up with the younger child, help to make the plate, don't throw things, and they would come and sit down. Everybody was mannerable. Everybody was quiet. If they got out of line, you know, honey, we just gave them the look. You know the look. We didn't have to say it. Just I know the look. the look. When he had okay. the look. When he had yes. the look. Yeah. When um, went mannerable. It's, I want to pick up on what you said, and that's societal. I have a niece who has five children, and it's 2016. Mm-hmm. And um, she lives in Texas. People here, she mm-hmm. has five children, and their eyes roll behind their heads. Yes, it's ridiculous. She tells me about it, the feeling of that. How, it makes me angry. And I, and, and I am childless. I've never had a child, so I'm listening to a mother share the reaction of people rolling mm-hmm. their eyes in this economy yes. or society that does no longer respect family, mm-hmm. mothers, uh, good mothers, good mothers. Yes, they don't. She like, her kids shine, and she, like you, makes sure they shine, okay? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and uh, it's, it's sad in a way, and I would not have that perspective if she didn't share that with me, that yeah, it's the exactly. reaction, the reaction of society. Now, now mind you, it's, it's not easy to, you know, it's expensive now to raise, you know, one or two kids. So imagine having five. Right. I can see a reaction of, you know, from that perspective, but to just outright be disrespectful to the fact that because oh, of the amount no of children that they have. They're, yeah. You know, well, society is very I mean, Mm-hmm. Were you girls, did we get to introduce you or Reverend Brad when you were at the church? Did he introduce Honey, you to the love, young couple? Oh, we know Reverend Brad. We I know. Love see, I love Reverend Brad. Love <laughs> Shout out to Reverend Brad. And, Reverend and, Brad. Um, and, um, but anyway, did he introduce you to the young couple, and they're young couple, that I believe they have 10 children between them? No, and, I don't think uh, so. uh, and and they're an incredible. The children are absolutely like where um, Linda was asking you about why you do, the they come mm-hmm. in the two men 
uh, come in dressed very well. Their children, every one of them, are dressed very well and so well behaved, involved in our, our congregation, involved in the services, not only the youth ministry, but the main ministry that we have. And it, again, I can only imagine when they come out of their van and all of those kids come out with them, what people must think of them, especially mm-hmm. since it's also the fact that oh, it's two fathers. You. Yes, that it's and that, that it's the two fathers, and, and they are so well behaved, so well behaved. <laughs> I can tell you. I, that. I, they I, think I, that they're terrible. That's what they think because they're perverted. Well, yeah, but that reflects on our society. Mm-hmm, I'm sorry because mm-hmm. we used to encourage uh, big families, the core family, which is mm-hmm. really the basis for teaching our society and leading our society. Why would that all of a sudden become a negative when life's about the family, isn't it? Right, right. But you when know you, what, Linda, I mean, just does anybody, Linda, you're, Linda, you and I are pretty, you know, we investigate. I mean, all four of us are pretty well, you know, we are history and, and, and social buffs. We need to find out when that societal part changed that we got that um, uh, we changed from the large families. It had to do with coming into the city. It really it's had to do with getting. It's also yeah. economic. It's economical, yeah. and it had to do with the war when women had to go into the workforce and come Force, away from okay. the family. Yeah. Honestly, okay. yes, you're right. when, you know, okay. during the time when women were saying, totally. I am equal, hear me roar, yes. and so we should. We should have done all of that, but in the process, we lost fathers. We and The black community lost fathers to jail and the war on drugs. The white community right. lost um, the, the core structure of men and women sitting down to the table. Then you had these big corporate people saying, no, you got to work more hours. And then the women are saying, hey, I'm just as equal as you. I'm not going to do this house cleaning thing all over the place. And so you lost the balance of what family structure meant as it was before. When you had time to sit down at the dinner table, the dinner table was the thing. It was the thing. If you never yes. had anything else together, you had dinner, you had breakfast, you right. had time that you sat down, we got together as a family, we went out, we had picnics, we had outings, we had social gatherings where the family went. And now yes. you have, right. well, where is mom, where is dad, oh, I don't know what the kids are doing, everybody's sitting at the table with a cell phone, and so you're having half conversation, if you have any. So any at all, any at all, yeah. Values, so so our norms have changed, our norms right. and our roles of, and way of being in, in the family and outside the family have changed. Yeah. And there are yeah. no structures that we're used to. Again, I repeat, we have a comparison. Kids being raised today do not have that comparison. They don't. Only in reflection, right? They don't. And I can tell you this um, from my recent experience raising my um, my partner's children is that children like 
you know, structure. Because I'm structure. a very, in, in so many ways, as much as I'm, and, and all of you know me, so when I, if I said that I was structured, but in some ways I'm a very structured person, especially because of my background. And with these children, I expected certain, I had certain ways that I wanted them to live. They had to be a good student. They had to go to church. They had to be respectful of their elders, not including their father and I and their grandmother and their mother. These things, and they shined because they had those structures. And I'm sure, Lindy, that you've told me about your niece, and she requires those same things from your from her right. children, and that's why they shine for her. Mm-hmm. And you, mm-hmm. Jazzy, you and Sonny require that in your family. So that's children that's want right. that structure. They so do. We they have to... out. The okay. children, children who trust you take your leadership in that regard. That's right. But if that's you right. don't have trust between a parent and child, they will ignore or do their thing. And you know so what? If they will go, they will go off, Linda. There's a scripture and a parable that says, if you train the child in the way mm-hmm. that they should go, when they go grow older, right? When they go out and have their own, you don't tell me what to do. <laughs> they come back to those tra- like my children well, went haywire, and they exactly. have all every last one of them called me back as adults. Right. And said, Mom, I'm sorry, thank you. and thank you. Right. Every yeah. last mm. one of my kids. I, I didn't realize the importance of it until later in my life, of course, because, you you know, you go off, we're all human, you rebel, yeah. you know, anti-establishment, anti-parent, yeah. anti-this. But mm-hmm. uh, as crazy as I got in my life, I've always come back to those formational, foundational yeah. kinds of things. and saw my mother in the background going, don't you dare, you know, or, right. <laughs> you know, and it always made me less crazy. It always yes. brought me back to formation. And I, right. when I realized that I appreciated my parents, but not until then. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? But if you, but like you just said, if you have no go back to our children yep. are being raised, you know, unfortunately with no go back because, yep. you know, we lost some values along yep. the way. And so when you have children that only know to eat dinner as macaroni and cheese out of a box and, hot dogs. and they right. you know, and and a hot dog, what is that? What is right. all of my children, my two boys, or I should say Sunny and as she says she inherited the children. So our children, they know how to cook when I say cook, I mean meals. Like like real meals. You know, when you would sit down at the table and eat from both the boys and our daughter can really cook. So to see, and our daughter-in-law, they cook. You know, we went to Colorado, oh, my God. Right now, we're still, still, you know, tongues are hanging out over my daughter-in-law cooking. My daughter-in-law, our daughter-in-law in in Boston cooked for us. Everybody cooks. And so now you have a society that teach your children go get a box of hot, go get some oodles and noodles, go get a or or ramen. My my kids when they I would give them a day of the week that they could cook for their father and I, and it was always ramen noodles. (laughs) When they made us dinner, 
when they made us dinner, it was always ramen noodle. Ramen and we were ha- and and I so we would then have a cook night because then I yes. then I changed you know then I changed that. And oh, and and they had to do the dishes and clear the table and, and that kind of stuff. All those things that go with it. Yes. But we weren't. We made it to salad and soups and sandwiches. We did. We did progress that far along with the ramen noodles. But we did make it a little bit. Them. We did make it a little bit beyond <laughs> just ramen noodles. But that's so when that you know, when, you know home, homemade food. Homemade foods <clears throat> delivered uh, the love of the mother mm-hmm. to the family mm-hmm. in her role as mother. And that could be a male role, or, you know, I'm not saying. I'm just saying that was the way of communicating her role, yes. but also love Our for love. her family and her job. Uh, that Our was love. her full-time job in the house, while the man particularly went out and, and brought home the, the bacon. Mm-hmm. But right, I remember a film, a foreign film years ago called uh, Like Chocolate for Water or something like oh that. Oh, my Did God. Anybody yes. Remember that? I've watched this so many times. Mm. I know. Oh and in there, in that flick, she is, it was, it was of course, very funny because she yeah. was putting love into making the food and somebody was, <laughs> like, excited at the table, getting excited, not right. knowing why. It was really a funny scene. But the same All message was communicated. Mm-hmm. Exactly that. Mm-hmm. And in macrobiotics, even in the Eastern uh, food, in macrobiotics, they say to you, when, uh, and I had that at one part of my life, do not put any machines in the kitchen that make noise. And do not use any loud vibrations when chopping food because you're ingesting that noise and that vibration. Interesting, isn't it? That is Uh, very interesting. So making a smoothie, so making a smoothie with a blender is not really good for us. Is that what it would be? Well, it's just an interesting zen or an energy. Unless unless it's a very quiet, I mean, there's, you know, there's quiet blenders. You know, but I'm still, believe it or not, and Linda will will have something, could I, we don't need to discuss, I actually have my mother's blender. Oh, God. Wow. And, and everything else. And everything else his mother has. Please. Please. But let me just comment on it. As a, as a marketer, if you don't have noise in a vacuum cleaner, a hair dryer, or a blender, people don't think it works. That's so the noise. True. Hmm. So the noise is an element of value or quality. That's true. Believe that's it so or true. not. Uh-huh. That's so interesting. Isn't that something? Isn't that something yes. how we do? It's, yeah. uh, we're, so trained. we're trained. We're trained on farm. You know, you know what? It's so funny that you say that because doing hair for 30 years, right? Now, right. if it's, I've had blow dryers that some of them were so loud and some of the clippers were so loud, I was like, I, I can't. But then right. I got this very quiet blow dryer. And I liked right. it, but I kept stopping to look at it to see if, if it it's was working. Really working. <laughs> <laughs> that it's is so, so funny. I know oh. it's true. I know because I've I've tried marketing quiet things, and and that was the feedback and focus group. That is you know? so exactly. Linda, I love that little tidbit because I'm looking at all of the things that I looked at like. Is it working? I always say the same thing. Is this thing working or is it on? <laughs> you know, when you get right. a new car, 
you get the new car and it's on and you're sitting there getting ready to turn the switch again, like it's not on because I don't hear it. Well, you, you think about an animal in the forest. They hear the click of the gun, you know. It's kind of yeah. like when you're hunting. It's kind of like a defense mechanism, too, because loud noises in a car would alert us to a problem, wouldn't it? Right, right. But loud wow. noises. Yeah. So it's a defense kind of thing where we react to our environment based on either a noise or a whatever, you know. But I this is just that. the zen of a macrobiotic. Don't use loud. Well, we need to take kitchen. that. We need to take that zen of macrobiotics <laughs> to the loud noise. The loud noise okay. of Donald Trump. That Donald Trump is causing. You knew I was going there, didn't you? You knew. You knew I was going there. We need to take that and wake up and and dart like the deer would when it hurts to hears the gun. Because we better wake up. Oh my God! But I mean, we don't have to get back off on Donald. But I'm just saying, we better wake up to that loud noise. What can I just say? Can I say, Sunny and I went to, I heard, you know, the beginning of the show, you were saying happy anniversary, and thank you for that. Um, two years mm-hmm. in the running, and we're still together, which four lesbians these days are pretty, it's pretty strong. Um, right. But it, it's so. But I heard, I heard, excuse me, I heard you have the U-Haul still in the backyard. Baby, we got the U-Haul always. I'm always. Always. <laughs> <laughs> We had the opportunity to go to L.A. Um, to do outreach as well as to join a friend of ours who so graciously blessed us with that opportunity to go uh, while she's getting ready to, to take the bar in California. And so we were able to, she's one of the biggest supporters for our, for our outreach ministry financially. I must give her mm-hmm. credit. Um, she's just such a blessing. But, Sandra, we thank you. So when you hear this show, you know that I purposely put your name out there. But so we go to L.A. and, you know, we're able to feed out on the streets, which is, you know, our heart to just always make sure that somebody else is taken care of because we have so much, even in our little sometimes. But we also get to spend some time together to enjoy our anniversary. So, you know, we're out on the beach, and I made this video and put it on on Facebook. And, oh, here are the babies in the studio. They're, They're looking out the window. So we had the opportunity to walk around this gorgeous place um, at Laguna Beach, and I think it's Newport Beach. We got an opportunity to, to be in that area. And mm-hmm. when I tell you it was absolutely gorgeous, and I had my scarf mm-hmm. wrapped around like I was, you know, Thelma and Louise, and all I needed was mm-hmm. an antique classic car. I think when I go back, I'm going to rent a car, the classic car, and do Route 66. Because it was just fabulous, and there's so much history. Wow. But, yeah. but you know what, and this kind of ties back into the political arena, and I heard you guys speaking about this before I was able to come in. Um, we were there, and we felt beautiful. We felt loved. We felt accepted. We felt empowered. Um, we felt included. And mm-hmm. to have that feeling in a place where you live, 
is mm-hmm. so so important because mm-hmm. when we step back, I mean, we were watching you know the news and reading all of the things that's going on in our home state in Georgia. And I'm from North Carolina, watching the silly man in North Carolina. I'm not even going to say his name because he's ridiculous. But watching all of these things that the First Amendment covers anyway. So for us to bring up all of these additional slip under the rug kind of extras to protect your right to religious freedom, absolutely Mm -hmm. ridiculous because then it comes in and gives you an open door and an open forum for discrimination, period. And I was talking to our oldest son, Jermaine, and I always mention him because when I say Jermaine has got to come on the show, I'm challenging you to come on the show because his political views are amazing. And Mm -hmm. he said, Mom, you know, what makes me angry, it doesn't matter where you are or who you choose to love or what you choose to do in your personal life and in your personal relationship. He said, if America does not wake up and recognize that these types of laws slip under and then it opens a forum for discrimination for all people, he said, we're in a sad state. So having said that, susceptible to everything. Right, so here, Producer Sonny and I, my wife and I, are in L.A. feeling this bliss because when somebody would say hi to us or welcome us as we're looking, you know, we're window shopping and we're walking the Mm -hmm. the pier and eating dinner or whatever, and they say, uh, our friend took us to Benihana's and treated us for our anniversary. And the first thing that they say is, is anybody celebrating a birthday or anniversary? And we're sitting with this straight family with children, and we said, well, it's our anniversary. And they start applauding, and everybody's so happy. And even if they're lying, they're not letting us know about it. And we feel amazing. Hello. And it, and we feel absolutely great. You know what I'm saying? And so t- to have that experience was just incredible. So we're looking, like we have been saying since, you know, you brought up the Donald um, Sterling. We've been looking at where we could go to feel. Oh, that I'm bliss here. All I'm the time. here. I'm yeah, here. You know, we want to feel that type of bliss where we pay taxes and where we well, travel. You know, the, the the thing is, I go back because one of the things that people need to go. I love this article. And I really urge anyone that's listening or listens to this in the future is to go and read the recent interview in the Washington Post with the editorial board. Yeah. Because yeah. it just shows um, what, it, you know, it just, it really, because these people, anytime Donald is attacked, everything that, you know, it shows that he he always says that they're wrong. And where Elizabeth right. Warren recently, Elizabeth Warren came out, and she's not always that outspoken, um, and she said that we had to call him out on this too. He is not the big businessman that he is, a failed businessman who inherited his fortune from his father, kept that wealth by cheating people, by defrauding them, by skipping out on paying his creditors through a Chapter 11, which all of the establishment allowed him to do. 
And then he stands in front of us and tells us how very, very, very successful he is. At screwing exactly. us. <laughs> At screwing us. And, the, and he's going to screw the American public if we don't wake up. You know, and it just amazes me that through all of this, this is what this is what America wants to accept. That this is what our culture and media and the establishment has brought us to. That like we said, everything from the fact that people want to arrive at Walmart in a tea bag. That's why we have Donald Trump in front of us. That's why we accept Exactly. Him. Remember when you exactly. see that woman walking in Walmart this week in her spandex, tell her thank you for the Donald. Oh, oh my God. Hmm. I am not with you. I love you so much because that is probably the best and truest statement ever. Oh, my tell God. Tell her thank you. Because, <laughs> I mean, it is so true. And I don't care what, ra- I mean, the funny thing is, it doesn't matter what race she is, and it doesn't even matter if it's a she. I shouldn't, I shouldn't always say that it's going to be a woman, but we know that most women do the shopping. Oh, you know, so. Right. And, um, oh, and man. It just, it just amazes know. me. Um, am I there? Yes, you am are. I, oh, okay. Am I on the air or not? Can you hear no, me? You're, you're on the air. We hear you. Okay, good. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we I haven't lost you unless you lost us. You I know, but it, it, it just amazes me because, I mean, I, I mean, I think you'll agree. Elizabeth Warren is not, I mean, that's part of where I think she's a wonderful person and should be on the national stage. I think part of her kind of, uh, I don't want to say timidness because I don't really find her timid, but I think that she's reserved. Her demeanor. Her demeanor demeanor is more reserved. And the fact that she has been pushed by all of these things going on to make these kind of public statements and call, you know, Donald Trump out on his outright lies. Well, here's and the we're difference. allowing it. She's an academic. Elizabeth She's Warren's right. an academic. She's a professor. She has an economic background. She talks from a different place than these clowns who are entertaining <laughs> us and have really uh, vitriol and all kinds of shock and awe. Well, basically, we're entertained by them, and it's it's like watching a show, a dark mm-hmm. Kardashian. Exactly. It, it's shock and awe. Like but like if you remember... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm agreeing ahead. with you, uh, Sterling. The next thing we'll have is a Kim Kardashian as his vice president. Well, oh, honey... Uh, it's oh, scary. Lord. Well, you know, her husband said he wanted to run for president next time. Well, that may be. Actually, I shouldn't say Kim. Maybe it will be Kane and West. <laughs> and this brings Kanye. me back. This brings us back to why radio. Radio is so important versus television, because radio attracts listeners and thoughtful thoughtful kinds of listeners that can listen. Uh, we, visual, like television, is hypnotic. It's, mm-hmm. uh, you get into mm-hmm. a certain rhythm that you don't have when you're on radio. It's different. That's true. That's yeah. true. 
Exactly. And it's a, it's a different brain side of the brain used in radio versus television, believe me. Mm-hmm. I'm an advertiser, mm-hmm. right? So over mm-hmm. time, visual impression sticks. Right. You know, and you right. you don't even have to think about anything anymore. You don't have to process uh, absolutely. anything. You know, whereas our discussion today, we're thinking, we're educating, we're discussing, we're, you know, we're kind of, it's critical thinking, you know. It's more involved. Yes. It's more involved. It's dynamic. Yes. It's dynamic. Yes. Organic. I think Oh my well, God. and Linda, I think that I that, love you. I so love you. Thank you. I love you back. <laughs> you know. Well, and and Linda and I have constant discussions. I mean, all week long on on so many subjects. She, I mean, she would let you know that. I mean, we can bounce around from one subject to the next, and it all goes back to really where she. Often we that we say it's love and fear. Are the two main emotions right. in life? Linda will right. tell. You're Linda right. will tell you're you that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you have yeah. mentioned that, and that's 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 really true. Yeah, from from love or fear, and you can hear it. You can hear it where people are coming from instantly. Exactly. I mean, Amer- like I said, if the Democrats, if the Democrats of this and or or our elected officials. Right now, the people of either party, if they talk about stopping Donald Trump, is that if they don't give an alternative that comes from love, not from this fear, not feeding this fear, mm-hmm. is if they don't find an alternative that gives us hope, like Obama gave, the reason Obama came in with such Joy and the country was in the shape that it. With the the country was in such shape when he inherited it from Bush that we needed something new. And Obama gave us that hope. If if mm-hmm. these people don't do the same thing and turn it around on Trump and give the nation hope again, then they might as well just hand the man the keys to the White House. Mhm, mhm. Because he's gonna walk away. They may not think they can give me all these polls they want. The man will walk away with the election mm-hmm. because he's not dealing in the old politics the same as usual. And they need to wake up. This guy understand. He lies constantly, but it does not matter. Like I said, the same thing going on with the National Enquirer and Ted Cruz. It would not even stick. Like Tef- Donald Trump eyes will be like Teflon because his supporters wouldn't give a rat bath what he was doing if he had a ton of affairs. It's true. No one would care. Nobody would care. It's true. Well, he did. Well, he, he has. He's Mar- married Mar- every time. And she's dancing on Dancing with the Stars right now. Yeah, but that just comes from uh, our moral <laughs> moral opinion of leadership and what's right and what's wrong. Because mm-hmm. really, I mean, that's why God put erasers on pencils, right? You make a mistake, you erase it, it. You, you move on. But he comes from a whole different place of being. That's why this is a very important election. Very important election. Because it could go, uh, democracy can go either way. Um, yeah, but mm. Donald Trump doesn't look at anything that he does as a mistake. That's the issue. 
everything exactly is is justifiable and is warranted in his opinion, and so that's where we I think we get the problematic yeah. uh, thing. Uh, I use I use mistake. I use mistake, and that was a mistake to use it just <laughs> as a mistake. Um, yeah. It could be gross as well, you know. Uh, it's yeah. like you get smarter and wiser as you get older, you know. So if you're married to Trump as a Russian immigrant at uh, 20 years old, and you're Ivana Trump, who's now 55 or 6, I don't know how old mm-hmm. she is, but mm-hmm. here's a lady who's a businesswoman, successful. She was my favorite. I know. Well, she's a class act. Uh, yes, but she's, she's also smart, wise, and she can call him on his, his shit, yeah. put honestly. Yeah. Whereas yeah. the <laughs> Russian immigrant doesn't know what a prejudiced racist he is because she's new at the game. So it's like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, he's mm-hmm. tough and rough and, you know, he has more money than God. So he must be something talking to people who know nothing. That's the aristocratic right. kind of right. uh, bureaucracy they come from. Exactly. They don't exactly. They live in a bubble. We live in our bubble. They live in their bubble, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, and, and it's like, again, where I go back to this thing is that, you know, when they, they he said, I've been treated very, very badly by the Russian Gapos. He whined. And then he says, you know, because this man has been surrounded his entire life by yes men, yes women, and his wealth and his ego, he does not know how to accept criticism. Let me tell you something. He is a smart rat, even when he's (laughs) negative, racist, and prejudiced. He's he's getting advertising, and we're speaking about him right now. The guy is a brilliant marketer. Brilliant. I'm done. Okay, and how much have we talked today? Okay, you're right, Linda. Exactly. How much have I mentioned today Bernie Sanders? How much today have I mentioned Hillary Clinton? I haven't. I've mentioned Bernie maybe once, I think, through the whole thing. Because he is a smart advertiser. He is a brand. And and you know, Linda, exactly. Yes. Exactly. You know, he's oh, you, you, racist, prejudiced. He doesn't care what you think about him, other than he'll be as outrageous as possible so you'll talk about him. And we are. And we are. Yes. And so um, on that note, and then we have now done. Thank you so much for joining us. Come again next Friday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the vacuum cleaner. I guess we need it. That's the noise in the hair dryer. That's the noise in the hair dryer. <laughs> you, you're blo- Jazzy, you're blowing you us away. Okay. Well, that. and I want to make. And can I? I mean, like, we'll we'll move on because it is exciting weekend here in Tampa Bay. It is the Tampa Bay Pride Weekend. Yes. Um, and there's lots of events going on for anybody that's here in the Tampa Bay. Um, and so uh, make sure that they check the Tampa Bay uh, Pride website out because there's too many to mention. I mean, there's there's a ton of RuPaul. There's a ton Bernie of Sanders RuPaul. is marching. Bernie Sanders is marching in Tampa. And, he, and exactly, and I was going to work around to that. That he's coming back to Tampa, I believe, for the for the parade. Shut yep. up! You better do it. Bernie. Who is? 
Who's coming yes, back? Yes, Bernie. Bernie's coming back. He's marching in the parade. He sent all his supporters a, a, a big thing on it. He's marching in the parade. Shut the front all door. Right. Love Bernie Sanders for that. Very wonderful marketing. Um, yeah, you should right send there. it to them, Sterling. Put it up on your website. Yeah. Do you want to forward that to me, Linda? If you have it later, I yeah. definitely will. Yeah. Because um, you know, and he's not, and and you know, I mean, again, he's not dropping out. Bernie Sanders isn't going anywhere. And if Hillary no. was smart, if Hillary was smart, and the Democrats were smart, they would work with Bernie Sanders and put the two of them together, and they I would be unbeatable. So. Oh my absolutely, God, absolutely, and and work on policies together, new policies to give us hope. If they were going to be a smart party, but as long as that so, was being, at what, what, what that, point? At what point do you think that they need to make the alignment? Like at what point at this stage of the game? At the, at the convention. I mean, it, it, it's been done for. Look, Kennedy. Kennedy and Johnson were foes up to the convention, uh-huh. and they, you know, and they uh-huh. and they say that they were foes in the White House. But it, you know, it doesn't matter if it gets them elected. I mean, and and that's what you know. Kennedy and Johnson aligned themselves together to win the election. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and I think that Hillary and and Bernie need to wake up and you know and and we need Bernie to stay. That you know the interesting thing that people have where they're saying oh he needs to drop out as long as Bernie is in the game and he's in the game even though the the media doesn't want us to think he's in the game is as long as this man is they have to discuss issues. We have a conversation going on. The minute that is only one person, what, what, what's going on? We have no decision to be made. And then what's going to be discussed? Only the things on the other side, which we're not going to mention. Turn the hair dryer back on. But, yes. you know, <laughs> is, that, uh, is that as long as these two are in discussion and he calls Hillary and, and the Democratic Party on issues, there is a dialogue going on with the American public, and we need that. We need that, and they need it. If they're going to show us any alternative, go ahead. Bernie go. and uh, Champa, Bernie and uh, Trump, rather, are the same manifestation on opposite sides of the anger and the upset in our election this this term. They're opposite. Uh, in their positioning, but they're out of the box. Both of them are out of the box to your norm of an election official, like a Hillary Clinton or a Bush or whoever the other oddballs are. So it's it's an important election. It's two well, ways of and going. Both, I mean, when, Linda, wouldn't you call them? They're the populists. They're populists. Yeah. yeah, they're on opposite ends of it because yeah. but they're they're considered, you know, they're the opposite of the populist movement and and one is on one. And if you go back to what, you know, Linda's one is Linda I think was the first person of that now on this approaching dozen people that have mentioned to me that we're headed to the Hunger Game. Then last night I actually watched the second part of the Hunger Game is their candidate 
Don't forget, Candace in the in the Hunger Game was the populace. The population liked her. Right, right. You but know, both of them, both candidates on the opposite side are reflecting on their running people they're running against and their parties. The the ilk, the bad mm-hmm. scenes that are going on inside their own parties, whereas. Yeah. Uh, Bernie is an independent and functions as an independent. He caucuses with the Democrats, but he has that positioning of being independent outside of the game, outside of the the vitriol. So it's an important election and to watch it from that perspective, because Donald Trump is no more than a Republican. He's whatever he has to be, Donald Trump. Okay, to get to get the ratings, to get the ratings and to get the acceptance. You know, if you don't stand for something, you fall for anything. He doesn't and stand boy, for anything, and, right? And everybody's falling. And you see it, you know, that morals are falling, ideas are falling, value right. is falling all around his entire group of zombies. That's what I call them. Yeah, I agree. The walking dead. Yeah, the walking dead. What's the most popular? What's one of the most popular shows on TV? The Walking Dead. Yeah. Well, so I mean, the, I mean, the Bible talks. The, the Bible talks about the living dead uh, thousands of years ago. Nothing's mm-hmm. changed. Mm-hmm. We have the same dynamics. Mm-hmm. Our responsibility is to transform, educate, uh, lift up. You know, uh, you know, let people not be in their ignorance, wallow in their ignorance, and get out and vote. You know, so we have true. the right. And not exercising that right, it's going to be taken away. And then what? Well, and then I mean, we're going to be in another country. And nobody wins if these if 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 we just give in to the fact of not having the Hillary and Bernie, um, you know, kind of versus each other. And then hopefully at at the convention, the Democrats will have, get the get the clue because nobody has ever, you know, it's one of the things that has amazed me that people don't discuss, you know, that Bernie might become vice president uh, as a candidate uh, because we know Hillary wouldn't take the second role. We already know that she wouldn't no. do it with yeah. Obama. So it's going to have to be if if Bernie would take if Bernie would accept taking on some of the issues for her that are important to him, the Democrats are going to have to offer him, you know, something of value to him that really matters. Um, and I think that that's what's going to if if the party wants to give us hope and get his followers behind and give an alternative to those people that don't really want to vote for Trump but are at, at the same time not happy, then they need to reach out and offer that olive leaf to uh, Bernie Sanders and give him the bright vice I'm presidency. I'm not sure. I'm not sure he'll. I'm not sure he'll take a vice president position or she would want him to. I'm not sure. Well, I'm, I'm, I agree with you. I agree yeah. right now that but they've got they are there's some compromising that has to happen. That's what I mean. I don't yeah. know if he would do it or but it, it's one of the things that I see. I don't see anybody else in their their. I don't see that Castro guy bringing bringing the, the hope to us. I don't no. see anybody that they put with Hillary as the alternative. Well, I, to, I mean. Um, 
O'Malley was an attractive vice president for her uh, as a presidential candidate. He might be considered, and a lot of people liked him. He just didn't get votes um, for the presidency. Or but do you think that he would bring the Bernie Sanders, the Bernie Sanders followers in and could yeah. combat, combat yeah. them? I think Bernie Sanders, if he doesn't make it, is going to remain a transformational cat, um, following of, of a certain group of people who want to see change. I think he'll keep that going. I don't know in what capacity, though. This is, I'm not this sure. is one of the things that I wanted to say on this show, and hopefully somebody will listen. Um, for all of the, for all of the, and I don't mean us here, I just mean in the audience, hopefully, yeah. you know, people will, will archive our show and listen. Yeah. For all of those people who do not want to vote democratically for Hillary and or Bernie right. and have the ludicrous idea that they would turn coat and then vote for Trump, please hear me. If you, if one of your candidates are not the Democratic nominee, please just go write them in. Don't yeah. go vote for Trump. If you don't right. know what a write-in candidate is, please look it up. Google is a beautiful thing. I was a write-in mm-hmm. candidate, um, ninth grade freshman president, and took parliamentary law. From that mm-hmm. point, and fell in love with with social activism and po- and politics in general. Yeah. Don't vote for Trump. Write yep. your candidate's names in. So, say if Hillary got it, simply go exactly. to the poll and say not voting for anybody but Bernie Sanders, even if he's not the nominee. I totally agree with you. Totally agree Please. with that. Totally. It, it drives me insane when I hear right. ignorance. I'm, going, right. I'm not going to vote for her. If Bernie doesn't get it, which a lot of Bernie Sanders followers are saying, I would rather vote for Trump. You're an idiot. You no. are now taking your beautiful, radical, strong right. sense of value and turned it into idiocracy. Right. Put the man in as a right-in candidate when you go to your poll. Or, or people will choose to stay home and not vote from the same yes, perspective. At all. That's bad. Exactly. That's bad. So it's, it's to me a very stupid move when we're at a critical position to put the wrong person, the absolute. I mean, he he has absolutely, you know, and most of them to me don't. But the specific he, and I'm not going to say his name, but the specific he is hair dryer, hair dryer, wrong. the hair dryer. <laughs> Linda gave us a name for him now. Yeah, so, you know, I just wanted to say that because it's been on my mind for weeks, and I've said it to other people. But I wanted to, you know, wanted to say that on air so that people can, you know, when they hear the show, you have the right to write in a candidate, okay? I think when you know that, when you know that you individually can make a difference in life, when you come from that place of making a difference, one vote, one person makes a mm-hmm. difference. We just don't get it all the time because we feel powerless or hopeless. Right. or that. But it's like a pebble in a lake. The ripples of that vote, of that person or that perspective goes out into the universe. And it's picked up by any, 
and uh, you know a lot of people because it's energy mm-hmm. that you're mm-hmm. giving off and giving out. So that ripple we make can it, become a we wave. Make a exactly. It's yeah, that ripple we make can a become a wave, and that wave can can be tremendous. And we have and to that, realize that. And we that's really Bernie have, Sanders' mission. He doesn't really that, care about title, or he does care about winning, of course, but he doesn't care about it really, big picture. He's on a mission. And he's accomplishing mm-hmm. that mission, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that expression, that transformation. And Hillary is not the same person, because, candidate, because of Bernie, not instead of him. Mm-hmm. He has mm-hmm. moved her to the left by speaking out, by having a gathering, by attracting the young millennials, where the future is headed. The future isn't headed where mm-hmm. I'm going. Okay? Right. I'm saying my age group. The future is headed with the millennials. They're our future leaders. That's right. They know That's where it's right. going. And we have to we have to uplift them and trust them and respect them because they're our future leaders. And we've and we've created it, this world that they're yes. inheriting. Yes. We've got we've had, you know, the the smartphone generation, the social media generation that they are is and and that we know you know, we talk about the ones that that live and and work and go to a daily job. I mean, these people, you know, I do not truly believe want to elect the hairdryer. I just don't. Well, no, it's interesting about millennials. Like even my my own girlfriends who have millennial children will complain how lazy they are. And so Mm -hmm. the millennials get this rap of being lazy. But truly, if you investigate who they are, like Inc. Magazine will have, you know, uh, who they are as employers, millennials, who employees yeah. rather, who they are as entrepreneurs, who they are. And it goes on and on in different, uh, they, those millennials are not lazy. They just don't want to do something that doesn't make a difference. Right. They don't want to punch a clock and go sit at some desk where what they do doesn't make a difference. Right. So they, I agree so with that. They're yes. So they're not really lazy. They're particular and selective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. an interesting thing to investigate because well, they I know believe, the ripple. They know the yeah, ripple, I, Linda. They know the ripple. You're right. They know being a pebble. Yeah, but we evaluate them from they didn't make their bed, they didn't clean the house, <laughs> they didn't wash <laughs> their dishes. Well, that might be true, but a lot of creatives and a lot of eccentrics. Don't do the same thing. Exactly. Okay. So we're we have the wrong metric or measure when we look out into them. But if you investigate the research and study on them, it's a really interesting young group coming up as future leaders. I love that. Thank you, guys. Let's let's go to a commercial break, and we're going to conclude our show. This has been an amazing uh, conversation today. Thanks, Linda, for uh, chiming in and being Blessing. a loyal listener with us today. And for all those who have had an opportunity to listen to the show, please share with others that you may know in your area, around the world, because we are online radio. We have the reach and the ability to connect uh, to anyone that has the access to us. So make sure you connect with us at LimeOffRadio.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well as Google+. Plus. So you just put in Loudmouth with two Ds. You'll be able to pick us up and follow us. And uh, as always, fantastic Fridays. Bye, honey. Fantastic Fridays with Jazzy Sterling Powell and Sonny is live on your airwaves. 
and we thank each and every one of you for tuning in today. Insurance Associates Atlanta, formerly Mathis Insurance Services, is an independent agency offering personal, commercial life, and health insurance products to meet the needs of your business and your family. We specialize in helping you protect all of your assets, whether you're purchasing insurance for the first time or searching for better products at a better price. Feel free to contact us at 770-483-0310. We're conveniently located at 1030 Remington Drive in Conyers, Georgia. Visit us online at insurance-iaa.com. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.